Welcome to the Citizens of Life podcast. I am your host, Anya Hildreth. I am a thriving single biracial mom who grew up as a third culture kid who balances being an engineer, raising two kids, an integrative wellness life coach, and podcast host. I also live with type 1 diabetes and Hashimoto's disease. My passion is helping stressed out, overworked single moms navigate and balance their personal and professional lives, a process of empowerment I call becoming a citizen of life. Each week, I'll be discussing and interviewing professionals from around the world that I've gotten to know on topics involving our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. I hope these conversations will inspire you to create your own unique integrative wellness journey to healing in order to be the citizen of your own life. So grab your notebook, a pen, have an open mind and an open heart, and let's get started. Hi, citizens. This is your host, Anya Hildreth, and you are listening to the Citizens of Life podcast. And today we're talking with Colombian shaman, healer, and seer, Isabel Cristina Bolivar, about how a shaman can help us heal as we work towards becoming the divine feminine. Isabel Bolivar is a natural-born shaman and traditional energetic healer from Colombia, South America. Using ancestral healing practices that have been passed down through her lineage for thousands of years, Isabel's focus is on providing solutions to a wide variety of emotional and physical concerns. Through her energetic work, she provides what many consider to be life-changing answers and deeper connections to one's true self and form. Her applied shamanic knowledge allows a person to begin the healing process without the side effects of some traditional treatments. Her services are complementary in nature to any traditional physician's treatment. These treatments are often utilized to assist in rapid healing through the mind-body connection. In this episode, we will discuss how Isabel intuitively applies varied techniques such as energy work and shamanic healing practices to assist you in finding your life purpose or in healing your spiritual, emotional, and physical ailments as you work towards becoming the divine feminine or what I call a citizen of life. So grab your cafecito and enjoy this episode. All right. So I have with me Isabel, I'm so excited to have you on. Oh my gosh, it is such a pleasure to have you. How are you? Hi, Anaya. I am very good. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast and thank you to everybody that is going to listen in. Oh, I can't wait to get into this because we've done some work together and I'm so excited to tell people about it and understand what the world of shamanism is so they can understand it. Okay, so shamans been through the history, people, the healers of the tribe, the people who hold the knowledge of uh, cure and heal, um, mental, spiritual, and uh, physical illness. Uh, the word shamans come from Russia. The shamans there were the the beginning of, of the shamanism, and also shaman means the person who knows, mm. is the person who can see through the veil of go and behind and see the darkness. Mm. I love and, that. And also refers to people 
they are able to heal themselves because we go through a difficult and different challenge in life and we heal ourselves and in healing ourselves, we are able to heal others. Uh, through all, so we go through different moments of difficulties, illness, and sometimes we even die and come back. You know, like we heal ourselves, so we are able through this knowledge and experience to heal other people. So let me stop you there. So you're saying that you heal yourself, and therefore, because you've healed yourself, you're able to heal others. Yes, because if you not heal yourself, if you are not a healed person. You cannot heal another person. It's no. just not going to work. If it's not working, you know how it's going to work in somebody else. Yeah. Same concept, kind of like, you know, if you don't love yourself, you can't love somebody else, right? There you go. Okay. So let me ask you this then. So because you've done your own healing, you've also healed others. Does that make you that uh, the divine feminine? Not really. Not really. Okay. Talk to me about the, the difference. The, the, the shamanism is a practice. And a shaman uh, go deep into people's emotions and difficulties and darkness and, and go there and is able to see these things. Divine feminine is an energy that shaman has, but also is in balance with the divine masculine. Because the idea is that you, we all have both. Mm -hmm. This is not something that somebody has and another one no, but that they are not balanced. And that's the idea to balance them feminine and masculine. So you are aligned with these energies. I love that you say that. That's perfect because it's like you said, everyone has a divine feminine and divine masculine mm -hmm. in them. And it's not like you're only focusing on the divine feminine. You're actually balancing both. And then is that what you mean by, you know, you're able to see past the veil? You're able to see what's not balanced in people? No, that what we can see through the veil of illusion and darkness and all that mean different to different shamans. The shamans, for example, they use the divine feminine and masculine. Let's say I'm a, a man, but uh, I have a, a person to heal through music, for example, and I need to use like a woman voice. He can make up this to use the feminine voice to heal the person or the feminine voice to mm -hmm. be kind. And because this is what this person needs. But the, the chaman, what it really does is that he go deep into the emotions and everything that you can, it's not tangible. It's behind the person is higher in the feelings like the and energy. emotions yeah, exactly mm. and it's and that's what it what is his job to go there because what we can do is to take these emotions and all these difficulties and teach people to alchemize like alchemize and instead they go suffering and and always have tribulation and drama to transform them and benefit to us and instead to uh, damage us this is what it really is like when we retrieve a soul because of these emotions that people have, we bring it, we bring the soul back and we teach the people to heal through this experience, to take this as a lesson, not a, as a, something that is going to destroy you because everything that happened to us, because we have the tendency to say, why me? Mm -hmm. But uh, in reality, it's for me and yes. it's for me to find out that reason yes. is the key. 
and ah, when and then you that. just that's it you just transform this experience and you benefit and that's that we do it's not that we don't go through different stages of when we have also difficulties but we take them and transform them and this is the reason that we move from one thing to the other one and be able to tell people it's not at the end, it's not a chaos. We can use this in our benefit and transform everything to use it because every time that you transform a lesson, a difficulty, a problem, you become stronger. And you understand because you've been in that shoes and you are kind because you've been there. And you are able mm. to tell somebody, this is not going to be the end because it wasn't the end for you. This is how this works. That is beautiful. That was a wonderful explanation. Okay, so let me ask you, let me go back a little bit. So you tell me your your origin with your shamans, with your shamanism. Okay, so I am originally from South America and Colombia. And I think everybody in the point of life we all have a point in our life when we are wondering what we are doing here. Who in reality? Oh gosh, who yes. Are like that's, a, that's the start of it, right? This that's is the, the start. start. Yeah. Yes. And this is what happened to me. It clicks. I came from Colombia when I was 17 and I went through a lot of things because I came by my own. So, you know, I have different challenges because mm-hmm. I was 17 with my family not here, the languages and, and, but you never think about all these like they put different things to do and, and you go through life thinking that you just have to try to live here, to try to do this, to support yourself, but you take it as a part of your life. But I, like I say, what it doesn't kill us, it makes us stronger. stronger. <laughs> but a little that I know that I have this ability, I just knew that I have to make it because I have no choice. And then when I was working in a hospital that I worked for 25 years, I used to be able to get pregnant, but I cannot have babies. Uh, the baby will never come after three months of pregnancy. So I start to wondering what I'm doing here. Because, you know, like also society and as sure. a woman, we think, you know, we have a step. So you get married, you have kids and all that. So I said, okay, so what is my plan here? What I'm here because I, you know, if I'm not going to have kids and all my friends already had kids and everything, I'm like, okay, this is what kind of job I have here. What is my mission? And, and I start to dig into that. But I always also, since I was very young, I have a lot of spirituality connections. So I used to like the tarot. I used to like mm-hmm. the angels and I was all, but I never, knew why huh? and and you know like um i used to see things when um, i was little my mom my mom or leave me at home alone i used to see things or when i was younger living here in my own i used to listen to things but uh, you don't put this together because you also in your life you know i used to go dancing and have my right, life right so you just like no and then after this uh, different pregnancy that I lost, so I decided to go to Colombia and one, I start to, to get in touch with indigenous people there. And I met the shaman that I, I have my learnings and, and he shared his knowledge with me and ceremonies and everything. So little did I know when I opened that door, all these things will come alive. And the only thing that they say was that I want to remember. They I just going to remember that it's something that come because we we have the tendency 
to think it because I am a shaman. My father was a shaman. Well, not in reality, not always was like that. But I, I like my knowledge come for a previous experience in life and also because I was able to overcome difficulties mm-hmm. and to, you know, like I heal myself, like I talk to myself, like when I, I used to just talk to myself, you know, everything is going to be okay. Like that yes. only practice that I only developed because I didn't have anyone to sometimes to talk with it myself and it was the beginning of uh, the, the, you know, uh, the capability that I have to heal myself. And then uh, what happened is that uh, after go to different times to Colombia and everything, so the knowledge start to be passed to me. I start to see, I start to understand, I start to connect with the plants, with the uh, medicine that we use, receive things, uh, messages and ceremonies. And then I start to also travel to, let's, let's see, to another countries. And then when I met with another shamans for these countries, I was uh, giving another different knowledge because we all practice different things. And this is the beginning. And, and here I am. Uh, this is the beginning of my experience. And of course, the knowledge never ended. And it is not something that, that you say, oh, I, I, I am done. <laughs> this never is ended. like a never, a never ending thing. Um, it's also, you have to think about shamanism with a lot of respect and dedication. We are only, what I think about myself is I am only the communicated between the universe, source, God, whatever we call it, through me. And this is how I help people. I take the energies, I clean it with my heart and my light and liberate it to the light and trying to help the person in that way. Because we only are the, like the, the sorcerer's way to doing this job here. You know, God help us to do this. It's only we are just helping. We are, it's not done through me. It's done through me. This is love that. how we do that. I mm-hmm. love that. So, so many things that you're saying are just triggering me to ask so many <laughs> questions. Oh my gosh. So I love the fact, cause I used to live in South America too. And we've had these conversations because we know each other, but and I've been amongst the indigenous as well. I've never been to a shamanic ceremony in South America, though. I would love to go. So we can go together one day. <laughs> but one of the things that you were saying was, I want to go back to the divine feminine, divine masculine, because we kind of jumped into it. And for the audience members that are listening that are like, what is a divine feminine energy? What is a divine masculine energy? And some of the things that you talked about expressed what those are. So that's what I want to talk about. So the divine feminine, you mentioned a lot of receiving. You were talked about healing yourself and how you receive, and that's what divine feminine energy is. It's about receiving. It's about being open to things. It's about loving yourself, self-care, stuff like that. And what I love about you and, and a lot of what I did and a lot of women that are probably listening is that they healed themselves on their own kind of naturally because the divine or the universe or God or whatever their higher power was saying love yourself. And even though you're going through these very difficult things, it's okay to be confident and positive. Don't get negative and don't fall by the wayside. Because that's what I see in the world now. Although 
I do see there's a lot of a big shift happening, a big shift that's happening in the world, especially amongst us women, where we're realizing, you know, our worth and we're coming into our own and we're feeling more confident. You know, we're, we're definitely removing the patriarchal part of the society and we're definitely coming up more. So that's my question is talk to me about what it is that what is the divine feminine, divine masculine? How do I know I'm experiencing it? We had both energies. Everybody has both energies in themselves. The divine feminine is an energetic quality. This is what it is. And this comes from Mother Earth. This is the quality of Mother Earth. And of course, we have the wrong idea about this because when we talk about, and like a, a man, like for example, a man doesn't need to have a feminine energy. The divine feminine energy, I have to be in both. You need to be able to balance it, the, the, both energies and live in harmony with both. So what happens is when you have more one than the other one, you are not in harmony. You are not in balance. So is that's the reason you repeat patterns, things come repeated with you. Like many people say, but I only attract the same kind of men. Mm, you haven't is healed it? something. Yes. Yes. And God will give you the same test over and over again until you pass it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because it's, it's, you need to have these energies. You know, like people are very restricted with say, oh, you know, you cannot get upset. You, no, it's, it, we can get upset. We also can cry. We also can do all these things. What we have to do is to embrace darkness and like at the same time without being judgmental. Oh, you know, being a spiritual is not being uh, thinking that you have to be ha happy 24 hours a day. This is not, but it's just to understand that you're going to walk in the middle of the chaos and you're still going to be yourself and you can discern between what really bothers you or what really hurt you or what really, you know, like I start to have boundaries too, because this is what Ooh, it is. That's huge. See, it, it's huge. So when we are uh, not balanced, men or women, we uh, repeat patterns. We are not happy. We don't get what we want. We cannot manifestate because it's in order to be able to do these things, these two energies have to be equally in balance and in yes. harmony. So if I want you, I can tell you some characteristics of the female energy. Yes, yes. And yes. some of the male. And what we have to understand is the, the feminine, um, a label appears to be like, people think that this is gender. This is not gender because a man can have a lot of feminine qualities right. and a woman can have a, a male quality. Sure, right. And then that doesn't mean it, but this is what we call the yin and the yang. Mm. So when the yin and yang come, embrace one to the other ones, we call the divine union. This is why you found this person that resonate like a yin and yang. This is the divine union. It's two people. In total harmony with the two energies, mm. and oh. they become this. So, actually, I want to say about these times, um, we are going to a very beautiful time, even though we are going to difficult time at the same time. But uh, this is like the light. The light is coming to be with us in this era now. It, everything is changing, and it's a time for light. And what happens is if uh, people are looking for these divine unions now, 
because we are ready. Many of us will ready to live with this in this union because the only way that you can find your divine partner is when you you are di- right. your divine right. feminine and masculine are in totally harmony. So a, this a is peace a huge, and balance. A balance. Yes. Yes. So yes. Male characteristics mean uh, they are action oriented. So men are very action oriented. They are giving. Uh, they are organizational. Have a lot of systematization. You know, men have to also always be in in this time. But uh, women can have that. That doesn't right. mean women doesn't. But you need to understand where you are doing more or less. Uh, they are very analytical. They think a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are aggressive. Mm. And individualistic, rigid. They're rigid and they they like challenge. Men like challenge. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and female uh, can be just um, stillness. It's a female characteristic. Uh, they're more receiving. Men are more giving. Women we are sure. more, feminine energy is more receiving. And we are spontaneous, uh, empathic. We have more feelings, you know, we all full of We're feelings. We're emotional, absolutely. Uh, we can multitask. This is another characteristic. We are more nurturing, collective, accepting, and flexible. So when you see this, do you see this? Then you can start looking at what I have more on the other side. Sure, right. Like I am more giving or more receiving and trying to balance this because this and the giving and receiving is a very, very unbalanced practice. You need to balance the giving and receiving. Right. This is one of the big, big disbalances oh that God. we have. So the other way that you can see is sometimes you can stand up in the front of a mirror and you can see one of your two shoulders tilt. And what happened is for women, the feminine energy is in the left side. Mm-hmm. And for the men, masculine energy is in the right. So if you are tilt on one side, it's because you are more uh, masculine energy. You're more geared toward. <laughs> yes. But oh, men, awesome. I know. And men can do the same thing. Men can stand up in the, but for them, it's the other side. So the masculine is on the left and the feminine is on the right. We work different. So when you see this, then, and then you can take this list and maybe confront with your shoulders because what happened is the energy have the tendency to tell you for the side that you have more characteristics than you. Oh my gosh. This is really brilliant. I love that you just gave our audience members something to do. What's coming to mind is when what's wrong, what I think is wrong is that there's so many people and look, I did this too. I was constantly, I would go to work. Now, Mm -hmm. mind you, I work in a male dominated environment. I'm always around men. I'm always pushing myself. I was, I was always pushing myself to be like the men, to be in competition with the men, to be promoted, to promote myself, to feel like I was one of the guys Mm -hmm. until I got older. And I was like, wait, I'm just going to be myself. Now, what it took for me was after my divorce, it was a very rough time for me. I decided to something just, I had an intuitive hit that said, just cut off your TV, cut off your cable. Mm -hmm. So I cut off my TV and it allowed me to work on myself. It allowed me to figure out what do I like and what do you want to do? And it helped me to see these things. But that's what I see in people is that they wake up, they take a shower, they go to work, Mm -hmm. they deal with the stresses of work. They come home, they watch TV, 
they go to bed, they eat dinner, they go to bed. And then it's like a cycle that's just a, a pool of, you know, that's just being recycled and recycled. There's never any time for people to slow down to heal themselves because in order to heal yourself, you have to be within yourself. You have to know. And you also talked about spirituality. And I want to talk to people about the difference between a religion and spirituality. Like you mentioned before, spirituality has more to do with your soul, finding your soul and getting to know and healing that part of you that had traumas, that had stuff that you either dealt with or saw. And everyone has had traumas in their life somewhere down the road. And healing takes time and it takes you being truthful and standing in that truth in order for you to start that healing process. And like you said earlier, it starts with, what am I here for? That's what we all ask ourselves in the form of, is it a job? Is it being with someone? Is it something else? But asking that question is where the start is. And then you can move forward in healing yourself, but you have to be truthful and honest with yourself. Because if you're not, then you get unbalanced. Or if you're in a male-dominated environment, like your workforce, or you work around more women, if you're a man, say, for example, it's easy to get unbalanced and you've got to have those both balances. So... So what happened is that in reality, we were disconnected from the feminine energy for forever. I will say forever. Because the ideal thing is that men and women understand that we need to be connected with Mother Nature because Everything comes ah. from her. Yes. And she, and we are the, the, the giving of life. So this is how important women are. Women are not only like, neither men and women are only these kind of beings that come here to, we born. We, then we go to school, then we we go to another school, we graduate, mm. then, then we have to get married, then we have to have kids, mm. then we work, 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 right. and the next thing ah. you know, you are dead and you did nothing, and we, and we wait to have vacations once a year, and then when we go to the vacation, we come even worse, that's more tired and disconnected than ever, yep. so... What happened is that we are like, uh, you know, the hamsters that always go yes. through this thing. Yes, the wheel, the go- hamster wheel. Exactly. And, and we don't know why we just do this all the time. And then like me, I was like, I did, really did I came to sit here in this desk? And all days, all right. day. This is my purpose. No. Yes. And then, <laughs> right. and then we have to start to do things to find out who we are and we are re- real here for. Not like, oh, I think I'm a lawyer. No, you no. took a lawyer path to live in this earth, but you are an spiritual being. You are life. Yes. You come from the source to do something special. We all have this, but uh, the fact that you said that we cannot listen in, that we have to be busy all the time is because is nothing is more difficult, Anaya, and it's scary to, to confront in yourself. Yes. To listen to yourself. But at the same time, it is the most beautiful experience once you come through it. I always tell people, you got to feel it to heal it. And after you go through that and you have people like yourself who help you to heal, then it is the best feeling in the world. You feel like, you know, you have purpose. Like, and once you have purpose, you wake up every day differently. (laughs) Exactly. It's a beautiful feeling. You know, people 
many times asked me if I was always so quiet, if I am always in peace. And I'm like, no, talk to my parents. <laughs> no. I know. When I was in my 20s, I used to go to dance Thursday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I yes, live, me too, girl. I, I, I live in Queens, New York. And I, I was like having the time of my life. And then now, you know, like sometimes you just sit, I sit down and I listen into the wind because this is the connection that we have to rescue. We need to rescue the connection with nature, with the animals, with the plants, with the uh, elementals. When you have a fire, the fire talks to us. Uh, When you're listening to the wind, the wind talks to us. Sometimes when I have questions, I ask the the universe, I ask God something, and the next thing that I know, I look in the window and I have a a falcon there. Mm -hmm. And then I know, and this is how universe, how this is how they talk to us. But when you are so busy and you put your music loud and you don't give time for you to connect to yourself and the universe... Of course, we're not going to talk to him because we're too busy and, and he probably keeps sending you messages or signs and you're and you too keep busy. missing it, right? And you're missing it. Absolutely. Exactly. And that's the thing is when you, the more you heal, the more you get on a higher frequency, mm-hmm. the higher the frequency you get on, the more you can hear the universe. And like you said earlier, the more and the better you can start manifesting. So then you start manifesting your desires because you say to yourself, instead of saying, oh, I'm poor, I'm never going to be rich. You say, I can't wait to be abundant because mm-hmm. you know it's coming because you have faith because now you trust yourself. You believe in yourself. You're healing your soul. So yeah, manifesting is a beautiful thing. But in order to do it correctly, you have to be able to have healed yourself. You healed yourself also healing your lineage. You need to go back to the women and men of your lineage because this is people who were hurt too. Yes. People who die with pain, people who live to life with a lot of pain, you know, before were wars, yep. um, women get married, obligated. Many cultures, they obligate women to get married. So imagine when you marry somebody that you don't love and then you have kids and then these kids are us, how we come. This is how we, we need to honor our ancestors, but I also heal them yes. because this is, we, we have a practice and we have rituals where we, we say, I'm going to walk my ancestors steps to heal them. So we, oh, we make, wow. we bring pictures and we do different rituals to heal them. And then I walk and, and we bring things that, let's say, you know, that your grandmother used to like to drink whiskey. So we bring whiskey to honor her. And then that way, when they are healed and we understand that many of the things that happened to us, is because all these people behind us was also in pain. It comes with loving and you need to be humble for this. You you know, like when you say, oh, but you know, my mom hurt me, but your mom was hurt too. Yeah, you know, she, exactly. she also was hurt. And now you're yes. so lucky to have all this freedom and practices and you yes. can have this podcast to open yourself That's and right. be open to people to understand this. They don't have this freedom. They don't have this opportunity. Yeah. And when we talk about women, Anaya, we only have to talk about men. 
because men, our power is being always in question because we are very powerful. We bring life to this. This is just a very powerful thing. But men also have their job there. And and also the power of men have been diminished because but for example, he's been told that he cannot express his feelings, that yeah. he has to be the provider, that he has to be the stronger one. Right. And, and That's a lot to carry. It's a lot to carry, and we expect more and more from them. And this is another thing that we have to understand and have to be healed. Because what happens is also when a man is healed and a woman is healed, they can come together and make a beautiful nice. marriage or, or companion or whatever you want to call it because he's in pain, you're in pain. We both bring all this pain union we're what going kind to of issues, have. Right, it, it's absolutely. Not, it's not, but uh, we're going through this. This is what is beautiful now. People are understanding this. And you hear that many people kind of get divorced or separated mm-hmm. after the COVID and after yep. this. It's yep. because you're finding out that the person that we are, sharing a life is not really what we want it's not really we are not in harmony we are different things you probably have a spiritual understanding different than him or vice versa and at this moment the universe needs this sacred union because we're going through difficult times we need to go back to the essence we need to go back to the basic we need to go back to our divinity and the only way that you can do this is found you you divine part and in order to find your divine partner, you have to find your divine self first. Exactly. You cannot find that person because the universe is going to, you attract everything that you do is, is mirrored back to you in the universe. So if you are unhealed, you will attract an unhealed person. Mm-hmm. If you are a healed person, you will attract a healed person. Exactly. And like you said, what would you rather have? Would you rather have an unhealed person that is having, you know, going to be triggered by their own traumas, maybe from their ancestral lineage, or maybe just from their experiences, or would you rather have someone who's already dealt with those triggers, who knows how to emotionally handle those triggers exactly. and who's not going to project that on you? And then you two can come together and have a beautiful, loving, caring, respectful relationship because you respect yourself enough and you love yourself enough that that partner is giving you the same thing. Exactly. Back. And I can promise you there are so many women and so many men that are looking for that. And we just need to work towards healing ourselves and loving ourselves. And it's going to happen. I feel it. I feel the shift happening. And I've spoken to therapists who said that after COVID hit, because people were in their homes more often, they had to be in front of their partners more often, which means that, you know, you couldn't just go out and do whatever you wanted to do. You actually had to deal with whatever was Mm -hmm. going on in your household that she ended up saying that her practice, the parking lot was absolutely full after COVID because so many couples were coming or so many individuals were coming and saying, I want to heal myself. I want to work on myself. I was so excited to hear that because that's exactly what we need to do. I tell everyone therapy is a wonderful thing. Therapy is a great start. And you had mentioned it earlier. You said shamans practice different things. So you have different healing modalities versus someone else that has different healing modalities. The whole point is everyone's journey is different. Everyone's journey is going to be different because one healing practice might work for me. Let's Mm -hmm. just say it's, you know, going outside in nature and hiking is maybe healing for me. Or maybe having a shamanic healing ceremony that you do on me is healing for me. Mm-hmm. Whatever you are intuitively guided to do, you have to follow what your 
intuition tells you because everybody's journey is going to be different. And that's what, and some people, for some reason, think that, you know, it's this super, you know, you got to be super religious or there's a difference. All you're doing is, is finding is healing your body. Religion is a means to spirituality. Spirituality is again, finding that soul, getting to your soul and loving yourself all over again. Exactly. The reality is that we are all spiritual. There you go. We came here from the spirit to live the ex- the life experience. We are being here to be human. This is what we experiment. We are a spiritual people doing a uh, human experience. Yeah. So this is the other misconcept that people have that when you are in the spiritual life you don't do this you did this no we are here to learn it's okay to make mistakes it's, it's okay to cry it's okay to get angry it's, it's okay to embrace our dark side because we are dark and light we are, sure. we are both but the people start to miss you know like have different concepts about this and then in reality we are all divine beings this is what we are but we forgot because society Restrict. because there religions we could, between all these together we forgot who we are and we are back to our basic we are understanding now who we are and we are looking for our voices we we are fighting for our rights we want to live in nature we want to practice different things and you write you know like for for me the shamanism was the thing but for somebody else can be something else and this is totally okay because we are each human is different and you don't resonate with everything uh, with, with the same thing, the other ones, but the idea is that you found yourself again in totally harmony with m- Mother Nature, with Gaia, and totally harmony with your divine and masculine, feminine. Yes. So in that place, you can start to manifestate your your life, manifestate your relations, manifestate the abundance. This is how it works, and this is how people talk about this is to bring the heaven to earth. I love that. And live under this concept. One of the things that I I watched a show, I think it was on Netflix and I cannot remember the title of it, but they were talking about the importance of removing your shoes Mm -hmm. because people use in the rubber and the shoes just prevents you from being grounded because when you walk outside, you're supposed to walk outside barefoot, not in a public restroom, but in the grass, in nature because that helps you to stay grounded. They say that trees are the middle ground between heaven and earth. So there's a lot of shamanic ceremonies, a lot of tree ceremonies, say, for example. And there's there's just so many different examples. So yeah, I like that. So let's talk about what the different modalities of healing that you have. And then let's talk about what, what we did together. Okay, so we use different modalities to access the divine and masculine feminine. Not only feminine, but, but, you know, women, of course, are more open to this concept because, you know, for men it's very weird because you see like an interior designer, man, is in touch with with the divine feminine. Right. Yes. There are some. (laughs) Yes. So because it's not a gender, it's just this quality because he can put beauty in places and have the logic about that. But we, you know, like uh, another thing that we have and is very open and is very feminine 
indication that you have your feminine is your intuition. When your intuition ah. is at point, this is a very, very good case of, uh, of feminine awakening because if you connect with your intuition is because this energy is uh, very much in you. Men are more distracted. They don't think this is the intuition. They think that this is a casualty and this is right. not that. But uh, women, we are more connected with our intuition. You know, to add on to that, I would say that what I see that's missing, and you let me know what you think, in the men at least, is the vulnerability, that, that in feminism both, in, both. in both. Absolutely. Both. You're right. We, we are afraid to be vulnerable. We are afraid to be are, vulnerable. And this is this being vulnerable because it reflects weakness. Yes. Because you don't want to get think. hurt. And it, the, the real thing is to be vulnerable is actually to be more strong. When you're stronger, you can be vulnerable. And that's the reason also the heart chakra have to be recovered and open and clean because because Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you something. Some of us, we came to experiment with love. Mm -hmm. So we have all these different things about relations and with family, with um, partners, with Mm -hmm. friends and They only intend to be uh, like a strength of a heart. But a strength in a heart is not become harsh and become afraid to love or to let people close. It's it's to understand the limit, to -hmm. understand how much I give, how much I receive. Boundaries. To a strength of boundaries, to also understand that if any of these things are not, if you close your heart, you you definitely close everything. Everything yeah. comes from love. So you mm-hmm. cannot go through life with closing your heart. If you are not vulnerable, you are missing the experience, the yeah. real experience in life. We came to experience love. Right. Or if you've been hurt and you close your heart, you miss so much. But like you were saying, vulnerability is it is important because it allows you to, it, it is strength. It is the most strength actually, because when you're vulnerable with yourself, that means you're being truthful with yourself. And then the other piece of that, and we mentioned it was boundaries because part of knowing who you are and understanding more of who you are is pushing away the stuff that isn't good for you. And a lot of people are afraid to do that. They're afraid to let go of the things that are, are not good for them. Let's say it be a relationship. Let's say it be a friendship. Let's say it be a parent. Yes. Sometimes we have to step away from our parents. I've had to do it as well. Yes. But, and friends. And because those, the people around you are important because like they say, you are the top five people you hang around. So if you're hanging around all the wrong people and you know, there's just something inside of you that's just saying, it's just not in line with what I am, with who I am then you have to choose and make the decision to create those boundaries around yourself in order to take that next step to healing. Exactly. And in that case, it can be some things that can be done to actually understand this because actually we cannot provide to others what we don't have for ourselves. In my heart, mm-hmm. it's closed for you know, I cannot, it's nothing right. will come and nothing will go out. It, it's yes. just a stop. It's nothing. It's, oh. it, it, you create this big thing a, against you and this is not going to be good. But at some of the things that we do to create that, for example, we do different rituals. We do the second chakra cleaning and generational cleansing also. The generational healing is a good job because cleaning our ancestors 
also help ourselves and also our kids. If you have nieces, nephews, any, you know, your son and your daughter, they're all going to be clean for this, for any uh, physical abuse, for any unwanted love to also that comes from our lineage back seven generations back and seven generations and from will benefit for this uh, ceremony. So whatever I heal, I'm healing back seven generations and I'm mm-hmm. healing forward seven generations. Seven generations. So what I heal in me, I'm going to be healing in my daughter. Yes. So if I heal let's say something, a bad relationship or, you know, something in a bad relationship that I just kept going to, you know, just the wrong things in a man that I kept finding. What you're saying is that my daughter won't go through that if I heal that. Exactly. Oh my God. So your job as a mother is to clean your kid's path. So all these things that happen to us, like I say, when we come to experiment with our heart, because when your heart is in pain, Mm. it's like you cannot function. This is one of the hardest things to heal. And it takes long and it takes a lot of us to, and a lot of work to do. So, but uh, let's see you heal yourself and you heal the feminine lineage of your ancestors. Then your daughter, for example, who is going to find the path of love and life easier than you did because you Aww. have, you, yeah, it, it, this is, and even your son. And, and my son, I was to just going to ask. Yeah. Okay. Thank no, you. No, this work for everybody. And this mm-hmm. work for your kids. So let's see. Men suffer too. This is the only thing that we, sometimes we have the tendency to think that only women suffer. No, men suffer too. I have seen men yes. crying and being pain and being love and, and feel not desired and feel not appreciated, appreciated sure. and anything that, and, and, and it's painful too. So if you heal all this, your son is going to understand, you know, it's go- this is like a, when you clean the pad, like a, when you sweep the street for somebody, so the other one, the other person come and everything oh, is charming. I love that analogy. That's wonderful. And I don't have, don't, it's going to be difficult, it's like everybody, but I don't have this strength in the way because all this pain for generations, you know, women, uh, we've been um, not appreciated. We, our power have been taken. We only being seen as a sexual things. We have to look beautiful. Otherwise we're not accepted, but also we have to heal things like uh, the competition between us. Oh yes. And the judgment between us is yes. sometimes it's we can necessary. be very strong with each other. Oh. And, and this is another practice. We do um, women's circle. And we get together. I want to go back to feminine sexuality because Mm -hmm. even though we have been sexualized, right? Mm -hmm. As a divine feminine, when you sit in that power, you feel very confident about who you are. You feel very confident about your body, no matter what your body looks like. So that like for me, I have come into my own and feeling very confident in my body. I'm more confident, although I feel very... I guess I would say sexual, but it's only because I just know who I am. But you have to understand that it's not, you know, you still want to be humble. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you don't want to be too sexualized. So it is a life is a balance. It is a true balance. Okay. So what were you saying? So what I want to add about what you say is you know, sometimes I talk to people and they talk about when we were friends, oh, when we were 25, when right. we were, and, and I tell them I do not change my feeling as a woman. 
right now I'm 53 and I feel so content to myself. I mm-hmm. feel so secure. I feel mm-hmm. so, I feel good that I will not change for this year that of course I you yawn you feel good you all this but uh it's like it's something that uh, they grow in you when you have this security when you when you know who you are and there's no competition you don't have to show up for anyone yes. you don't have to make yourself like um, I have to fit in this group I have to go to this you okay saying no you okay uh, just being you. You okay dress with whatever you want because you are you and you are you unique and no, it's no one else like you. And when you understand that, you just go through life like okay, yeah. And and it's nothing bad to feel good. So be humble is also to understand this divine sense that we all have. And this goes for men and women. Yeah. You know, it's not about have muscle and, and have beautiful clothes, have makeup. It's, it's this essence of you, the divine that lives in you. Yes, which is a beautiful, healthy, loving, caring, kind, compassionate, yeah. humble, loving human being. That's exactly. it. Exactly. It that's it. Yeah. And when you're in that place, a friend, and I think I mentioned this in another episode that I was talking to another friend of mine. Uh, someone once told me, matter of fact, it was in where I first met you at that meeting uh-huh. and you were speaking and this lady, I think she was in front of me. She said, it makes life more palatable. And I love that. It mm-hmm. makes so much sense because what it's helped me do is it's helped me with my anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's helped me with my stress. And when life gets more palatable, because like you were saying, you've moved the trees from the highway, you've moved the rocks from the highway. Although, you know, a tree might be knocked down and you might have to cut it and it takes time. But once you've cleared this road that you're on, it makes life easier to glide down that road. Exactly. <laughs> more palatable. Yes, it's true. I it's love true. that. And actually, when you recognize this in you, your power grows. Oh, you feel yes. your power. It's not like, a, oh, I'm powerful. It's like, a, you know. Right. And this is the power that we have to reconnect with. Yes. The power of, be, of the divine that we, we've been sent here with this, but we forgot during all these events that we have in life. So I'll go back to the circle that we use. So it can be women and men, but I prefer doing separate because what we do is we talk about everything that, that bothers us. You know, we, we need, we can be needing because when we need, we have a straight connection with source because when we need our thoughts, we need our thoughts. This is what we think we need in our thoughts and the thoughts go to God. And we found the answers. So when we are together as a circle of women, it's not about criticize each other. It's not about uh, judge each other. It's about listening to each other. Mm -hmm. Because when you're listening, you also get wisdom. And also people listening to you and you understand the power that is in you. Because sometimes you just need to hear other ones to heal yourself. Sometimes just you just have to talk about what is going on. So we are sitting in a circle and we uh, while we need him, we talk about our experience, what it bothers us, what has been painful in our life. We, we have tea, we dance, we... Sing, Laugh, we sing and we're there. Ah, so yes. this is this is one way that we can do, so do these ceremonies to put women together because this is the power. Mm. And and when we heal in that way, 
we also can go home and heal our partners, our, yes. our boyfriends, our husbands. That's what I say. We are come here. We come home uh, with all these things out of body. We sit together where we don't have to pretend, where we don't have to be something that we don't have to be. We, yeah. we understand that my pain is your pain yes. and we can share this and it's, everything is going to be okay. This is a way to put women together and to find our power in each other and use it in our everyday life because this is what it is. I'm going to use it in my day-to-day life. And, you know, when we understand this and we go back to the office where it's a lot of men and everything, we, they see that we change. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, because yes. I used to work with men and women, mm-hmm. they understand that you change. It's something about you that you don't get engaged in this competition. That That's you don't right. Talk to, you don't talk with others, with other people. You respect people and people start to respect you in a different way. It's something different about her. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. she's doing is different because you are empowered yourself. You find your divine self and now you're reflecting this. And this is another thing that I do that, uh, is I can take people in um, a stage of meditation we call journaling and they can see they see what is the animal power for you, what you are here for with a regression. We can ask who you are and what you hear at this moment. Because if we hear at this moment, it's because you choose to be at this moment and because we are living a very, very special time that we should not even think about not, not take responsibility and proud to be here because we, this is what we are choose. It was your choice. It was my choice to be here yes. and to share all this. You are your choice. Yeah. All your choices. All your choice. So this is a very unique and beautiful moment. Yes, there it is. is. You know, to reconnect, reconnect with. I always share the knowledge and everything that is being given to me with a lot of pride and respect because this is being given for me, for women and men that are here, you know, holding these knowledges. The whole holding where it really connects us with earth, with nature, with animals. Right now, it's very important to bring this knowledge to different places, especially because it's a beautiful moment where people are connecting because I, I can see people living more in the country. People are buying yeah. RVs to take the country and instead, yeah. yeah, so to find our old tribe, because you know, this is, this is about being in community, being together, share, share what we That's feel. That's the shift. It is, this is what we're shifting. It's going to take time, but it's so amazing to feel in this way and to know that you are part of this. You know, allow yourself to live this experience. Allow yourself to be go back to the community. Do, it's not time to be only at home or in front of the TV. Mm. You know, it's, it's time to open a right. shop and, and, and forgetting about our essence, just being busy, just not to be ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's beautiful to think before our indigenous people used to have everything so organized that women were the one to used to different things and men used to have another job. You know, like, for example, one of the beautiful things that I learned in the beginning that I wish I had it when I was young, I was younger, is uh, the way the, the, the indigenous people take care of the menstrual period. Uh-huh. How the women nurture themselves and men know 
and respect these days. Mm. You know, they don't cook, they don't clean, you know, they, they are not mm. drink. no, they don't. They, they drink only, uh, hot stuff like a tea and soups and things like that. Because it, this is the power of women is in this. And we, and they respect the moon cycles. This is how they are right now. We are trying to, you know, give this knowledge to young women. So they know how to treat these days and what to do because we, we have the bad tendency to think the menstrual periods is only this uncomfortable moment on the month. Yeah. So painful, so awful. And I feel dirty. No, this is a moment to cherish the power of women because they are this where our powers reside and how to, uh, do different ceremonies to plan our abundance for the rest of our years through this practice. I think this is a perfect segue into what we did. So I want to ask out of respect of the sacred ceremony that we did, is it, are you okay with me talking about what yes. we, what mm-hmm. we did? Okay. Uh, but uh, you know what? Absolutely. We, I want to give some tips where people should put attention to manifest and to uh, ways to awake the divine feminine. <gasps> I love it. Okay. So if you want, if this is one of your questions. What are some ways to awaken the divine feminine? So yep. maybe this is good. So people start to pay attention. Okay. What is one of the ways that, or give us the ways that you have. Okay. So um, we can help men and women to pay to the ways that you can awake the divine feminine and the power with, within us. We, first, we have to start to understand that we are not what we society teaches about how we look and present you, ourselves mm. have nothing to do with this. You know, you, you don't have to go with the social reference about what is to be a man and woman. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you have an skirt, you're a man, you're a woman. And if you have big muscles, you're a man. Right. You have to look this, you have to, this is a stereotypes that have nothing to do with this uh, energy. So one of the first things that you should do is to slow down. So the pace that you have, if you are always in a rush, you're not going to understand anything. You need to be in the present moment. Even when you brush your teeth, you need to know that you're brushing your teeth because you know how many times, and it happens to me when I used to drive to go to work, they, I arrived in the garage of the hospital and I didn't know how I got there. Wow. This is how, because you've gone. You need to be in the present moment. And because when you're in this rush in life, you don't stop to look at yourself. This is what you do. You need to, yeah. to look at yourself. And if you're rushing, you don't do that. So slow down. And I know that sounds cliche, right? So many people are like, what does she mean slow down? Like, what is that going to do for me if I slow down? So slow down as in, like you said, like when you're brushing your teeth, just be in the present moment. Don't yeah. think about what's happening at the meeting that's going to come up in the next two hours. Don't think about the past, about what happened with your kids in the conversation that you had yesterday. Be in the moment in the now, even in the shower. The shower is my divine time. Exactly. <laughs> I tell my kids, listen, when I'm in the shower, do not bother me because that's when I turn my meditation music on and I'm just in that moment. That That's it. So slowing down means being in that moment to appreciate that moment because the more you start to appreciate being in the present, you realize that the past is the past and the future is not really important. It's being in that moment. Okay. Exactly. And so the other thing that you can do is practice vulnerability. 
because being vulnerable is make you stronger, not weak. So you need to understand that. And without vulnerability, is you're not going to really enjoy love. And this is one of the things that we need to do, enjoy it, to respect and enjoy love. Or another thing is to examine your defense and your needs in life because we live in survival mode. So okay. uh, often mm, when we operate in survival mode, mm-hmm. we have less patience and we are more impulsive. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is wonderful because the ceremony that we did, which we'll talk about later, mm-hmm. a lot of what happened to me was I got more patience. And even my son, something had broken in the kitchen and my son came running to me. He said, mommy, the dog broke, you know, the bowl and I didn't get upset. I just wasn't upset. Typically I would pop off and just be like, what? That dog? Oh my gosh. I was just so calm and I was working and I said, okay, go clean it up. And so he walked back to his sister and he said, mommy didn't yell. And I said, oh my gosh. And I heard him. I overheard him. And I said, oh my gosh, I didn't yell, did I? So I heard him again. He said, Amanda, did you hear me? Mommy didn't yell. So then he comes over to me 10 minutes later and he says, mommy, I'm really proud of you because you handled your emotions very well. And my six-year-old told me this. Imagine. Oh my gosh. I did. If, if I... you're six-year-old, see yes, people right. in your the people, work exactly. environment is going yes, to notice this exactly. too. Exactly. Because all these energies, what it really does is to put a burden in us. You know, make us less patient, more tired, more heavy. Because we're tired. Wow. Yes. So this is when when you do this kind of ceremonies, you, we clean these energies. It's like you take a 10,000 pounds of your back. Yes. You know, people sometimes even straight up more, like you spray. (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is one of the characters. Your eyes also are brighter and you smile. It's something very characteristic. It's just something about your aura that just just says, I'm a beautiful person on the inside. It's just from the inside out. Let me go back to, before we keep going on with the other ones you have, Vulnerability. Let's talk about vulnerability for a second, because vulnerability is a very difficult thing to do, to, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I personally don't find it to be difficult, but I find it difficult in people to be vulnerable. And can you give me some examples of what a good example of is being vulnerable? Like is being vulnerable, maybe like the first thing I think of is maybe being able to listen to someone without wanting to talk and then being able to speak your truth back to that person and speak it from your heart. Is that a good example of vulnerability? Yes, or a good give me- example. First of all, we are living in very funny times where people think they stop and feeling. Feeling is it's like, no, I'm not going to feel. Right, feel right, right. can be very painful. I don't know. So this is also, you know, being able to give it, you know, to find your voice, to give uh, like advice, but uh, be vulnerable enough, the other person has to be receptive. And this yes. is something that women can do very good. We oh, are receptive, yes. but the men are not very good. No. They don't like criticism. They always mm-hmm. think that they've been attacked. But uh, when we are vulnerable, we stop thinking that people are criticizing. We are more the tendency to be more accepting. Accepting is also a way of love. <laughs> yes. So when we accept, and also to understand them, that we can learn from pain. It's a big teaching. 
when we have a pain, you know, like when we get sick, it's the big teaching, learning there. It's the sickness can teach us a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like why I'm going to be afraid of feel pain if I know this is probably going to be something that is going to teach me some more than not feeling at all. <gasps> so people lie like they don't, you know, some people instead they you know, people are in love, but they feel vulnerable and they run away and prefer not mm. to be involved with somebody because... I know a lot of people like that who would yes. prefer not to deal with that emotion exactly. or not... Or like if you tell someone the truth, you know, and they're not in that state of vulnerability mm-hmm. and unable to receive it, they get defensive yes. or they get hurt very easily. And what people don't understand is, especially when you're coming from a place of love that conversation is so much easier when you are open to it. Now, if you're upset and you're like, you're just mean and da-da-da-da. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being able to have a conversation when the emotions are, you've dealt with that emotion enough to be able to have that conversation where you could say, listen, I just want to say that this is what hurt me about this. That other person is open-hearted, open-minded. And that's what I, I love to teach, you know, being open-hearted and open-minded, which more people need to do. Then they can be more accepting of other people and other people's thoughts because no, not one person is like you. Nobody yeah. is like you. Everybody is absolutely different. God made everybody differently. Exactly. So you have to express that and be able to express that so that you could live in your truth and that way you could live more palatable. You could live a life that's just easier and more comfortable within yourself. So that way we're not experiencing anxiety. We're not experiencing wanting to kill ourselves or, you know, commit suicide. Cause that's, let's be honest, mm-hmm. the, the suicide rate is increased a lot. Increased a lot. So that's that piece right there is important. The vulnerability part. Yeah. Yes. And vulnerability is the antithesis of the openness. You know, like mm. you can be more open when you're vulnerable, you are more receptive. Mm. And and it's a kind of stillness that you need to be to accept. Yes. You'll be more, yes. more open to accept, to also nurture. Mm. Because your vulnerability makes you, you know, kind. Yes. And, and, and actually you flourish. It's not like, you know, you, you are more alive. This is what it is. Yes. And, and this will help us to not get stuck. Do not get stuck in the ah. same patterns over and over, over again. again. Yes, over I love that. Again. So you're saying being vulnerable mm-hmm. allows you to receive all that information that you're given in mm-hmm. order to move past whatever you're stuck in because mm-hmm. you're able to receive and then learn and then move forward past it. Yeah. <gasps> I love that. Yes. I love that. So this is not too easy, but uh, it can be done okay. to awake this uh, divine energy. Uh, another thing that we have to start practice is the gratitude to say thank you, yeah. but also to say no. So a friend of mine told me recently, she said, no's are sacred. Yeses are unsacred because no, it takes a very, it comes from a very sacred place in your soul because you've done a lot of work to be able to practice that. No, because a lot of us, especially when we're young, we say, yeah, sure. I'll work five more hours today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. You want me to do a project for the next month and work 12 hour days? Not a problem. Yeah, sure. Boss. Yeah, sure. I'll do anything you want. You want me to cook dinner after I just finished cooking dinner? Sure. (laughs) So yes is so easy to say. So yes is unsacred and your no's are sacred. I love that. And gratitude is huge. It's one of the things when I, after my divorce, 
I literally wrote on my mirror with lipstick, I am grateful for, and I would write four different things. I would say four different things every single day. Something different. I forced myself to say something different. I am grateful for my kids, my life, my home, a roof over my head, a car, whatever the case may be. I was grateful for it. And what that does is just start you on that path of gratitude. And it just changes everything. It changes the way you see things. It changes the way you see the flowers, the trees, the birds, the everything. Totally. And also uh, when you practice gratitude and boundaries, like when you say no, let's see somebody say, let's go to dinner. And you really don't feel like you say no, no. And no, is a complete phrase. You don't need to add nothing else. But uh, this is also practicing this, it's open the doors of abundance. Practicing gratitude that. and boundaries, it's also abundant. So, because it makes you feel more positive. You know, if you want to sit really with a friend to eat, you need to be content. You need you to be there present and you need to be honest. But if you always trying to please everybody and be dishonest to yourself, so you cannot awake this energy because you need to do it yourself first. Otherwise, it's not going to work. So, and you spoke about it earlier, the chakras and how your energies can get unbalanced mm-hmm. and that veil that happens to be put over you gets thicker and thicker almost. You know how yes. like when you're getting married to someone, that veil is kind of clear and you can see the person you're marrying, but mm-hmm. the more of that energy that you tend to block, the thicker the veil gets, you know, it's like mud and you can't see in front of you and you get stuck. So yeah, that's awesome. Gratitude and boundaries. That's beautiful. And also another thing is to appreciate you masculine energy and your feminine energy too. Embrace both. And this also is because if you hate, let's say you you don't like yourself, so you're not going to practice self-love, self, you know, self-esteem. Even if not balanced, just to trying to honor both because we have both. So another big thing is to practice forgiveness to yourself and others. Oh, I love, I love that. Those are huge. I've liked both of those because practice forgiveness, you know, because a lot of people hurt people, hurt people. And if you are doing the healing work, you're, listen, it's inevitable. You're going to run into people who are going to hurt you. And typically it's Mm -hmm. the people closest to you, but you have to be in a place where you can understand that person, how someone treats you is a direct reflection of them, not you. And you have to be able to know how to deal with it. And practicing forgiveness is where it starts. I forgive you because I forgive myself from my past hurts. So I forgive you because I know you're in a bad place right now. Let's just say, for example, so you're able to forgive that person. Now, Mm -hmm. not to say you won't forget, but you do forget. You do forgive that person. Forgive is a gift for the person. And, And to go keep going without this heaviness is a gift for yourself. So why don't do it? It's, right. it's not a point. The holding is not what makes you, you need, and also to forgive, you need to have a lot of strength because sometimes, you know, it's for many people, it's difficult. <sighs> and the last thing that I want to add to this is I want people to understand the grounding ourselves, especially after one day at work or anything, is very important. We need to be here in us. We are here. The experience is here. So we need to be in contact with her, understand nature, understand the animals, and be cohabit in totally our harmony with us, with others, and to everything around the earth. Because this is the disconnection that we really have. This is what we're looking into to connect ourselves again. 
Yeah, that's huge because my kids, you know, they love to play on the, they love to watch TV, they love to play on the video games. And part of my job as a parent is to make sure that they understand getting back to Mother Earth. And we go hiking, we play outside with our shoes off, we play with the dog outside, whatever. But you've got to make sure that, you know, you're, especially if you're a parent, that your kids are balanced in that way, uh, that you're balanced in that way, and that they watch you go outside and appreciate and have gratitude and balance your masculine and energy and have boundaries so that they can have boundaries and all of the, everything that you talked about slowing down, you know, because you don't want them to start on that path of doing it yes. at all. It, you know, it's just, you just, yeah. Okay. Okay. Does that, I love that. Those are great. I love those six ways to awaken the divine feminine. I love that. Okay. So the next portion of what we're going to do is talk about what, what we did. And so one of the things, and I'll talk first about why I came to you. So I met you at, you spoke at at an event and my energy was so drawn to you. You were just amazing. Just the things you were talking about. And I was on my own journey of healing. I've actually been on it for a while and everything that you talked about and the way that you heal people and even your story, you talked about your story was so inspiring. And then I think I had called you like, or texted you like a week later and I was so ready. I was so ready. But one of the processes that you did, and I mean, I can let you talk about the processes or I can talk about it either way. What you did was you sat me down. I came to your place and you checked out my energy. You talked to me about what it is I wanted to heal. And there's a lot of things that I said I wanted to heal, specifically anything that was I wanted to heal any kind of past issues that I had. You know, I didn't want to keep repeating the same cycles, falling for the same kind of guy or dealing with the same kind of issues at work. So you took a uh, a pendulum and you checked my energy. You went through all, all of the chakras in my body and you could tell by the way the pendulum was going, whether it was going in a circular motion, a left to right motion or no motion at all. <laughs> and you could tell where my energy was, was stuck, mm-hmm. which was really cool. I love that. And wait, let me back up. You did the palm thing where you, it was kind of like what you were talking about with the shoulders, the left and right, right? Mm-hmm. When you had me put my hands together and you could, t- and you showed me where my hand, my right hand, if I'm not mistaken, was longer than my left hand. And we put it together evenly at the bottom. So after we were done, you actually showed me how even it was when we were done with the process. So when I, if I remember correctly, it was my sacral chakra, which is mm-hmm. like your pelvic area. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, your sacral chakra, he is, is about your abundance, mm-hmm. your sexuality, your creativity. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was stuck. So what we talked about was I'd been using birth control and you said, no, 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 you need to have your period. It is a sacred, it is in line with the lunar moon cycles. Mm -hmm. And after I had my last kid, I was like, why wouldn't I take birth control and have my period go away? Who wants a period? (laughs) (laughs) And I always had in the back of my mind though, like, is this healthy for my body? So after speaking to you, I realized how unhealthy it was. And then after coming home and researching it, I realized that there are so many women, OBGYNs who believe wholeheartedly in your cycle. It is just completely important. But that was the second ceremony that we did. The first one was more of a chakra balancing. Is that what you would call it? 
The first one was the chakras balancing. The second one that we did is we call uterus, uterus cleaning. And what is important for women to have this is because we are like recipients. You know, like we uterus, we receive everything and it stays there and it has memory and it mm-hmm. has uh, all these Memories for our other women and our behind us, uh, you know, mother, grandmother, great great grandmother, mm. and and beyond, and then all our partners that we are share sexual encounters with. Mm-hmm. All these memories stay there and they not go away. Every seven years, it's like they come again and renovate. And these people are gone. You know, like we don't need this. You know, men can be clean to but they are not recipients with us we are like everything is stayed there because we're the receivers that's the feminine energy the in receivers. us so we what, what happened is let's see we have partner we have a ex-husband or ex-boyfriend or whatever and then we are done with them and then they go away but at this energy it's an energy stay with us Stay with us. Yes, and it does. It, it, it does. And then he found another partner, a girlfriend, or he gets married. Every time these other two energies get together, we get them because energetically we attach whatever. You, it, even in bad energy. So, uh-huh. like, if you're having sex with one particular person, all the persons, every partner that person's been with, you are gathering that energy and receiving that yes. energy. Yes. 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 And then they see you ex-husband. Uh, do not have good luck with money, have money issues. This energy comes to you. Mm-hmm. So you need to cut all this and ener- energetically you attach to these people like that. That's the reason that it, we believe that if you, you know, when you understand how this energy, se- the sexual energy is the strongest of all energies because this is how you, we make life. Life comes oh from sexual uh, encounter. So this is very strong. So it's good for us to understand this. It's also because when you want to attract another person in your life, you should be clean. You should not. It's like when you don't clean. This is basically like you don't take your garbage out and you yep. keep throwing your garbage there. Oh. And we have to be honest. Uh, many times we have partners that they are not the best thing. And mm-hmm. this energy stays with us. Mm. And, but after that, you also, when you understand this, you also are more careful with what, who you share your energy with. Yeah. But in the meantime, we should clean all these energies for our lineage and for our, let's say many women have been abused, you know, and this energy stayed there too, Mm -hmm. even though they have the kid or they don't have whatever they decided. This is another thing that that it stays there. This person that they don't want to have any relations. So cleaning this part of your body is very important. The second chakra is where we have all our abundance, creativity, uh, is where you give, you have your kids, and, and it's a sacred place. And it's something that we have to treat with respect, and then we have to be able to maintain, like everything, spiritual work is like any type of of work, you know, like you, if you like to be looking good and put a makeup and look, this is also something that you have to do for yourself. Everything, everybody should give you, you know, themselves a gift. 
of being taken care in this way. So this is a very, it is a very beautiful ceremony because it is. also it you is. can see things about, you know, what happened to you. You can, sometimes you can see ancestors coming to give message to this person. And, you know, like, I love this ceremony. I really enjoy doing that. I love it too. And it was, um, so this is the sacral ceremony we're talking about. And one of the things it did was I've not had a dream since I was a kid. I don't, I never dream. After that ceremony, I have had the most beautiful, vivid dreams, angels coming to me in my dreams that are giving me messages because that's one of the ways that they can give you messages through mm-hmm. your dreams. That's just yeah. one. They can also give you angel numbers. They can give you synchronicities. They, can, mm-hmm. they There's a lot of things that angels can do, but the piece of it that I felt I was missing and I was, t- I would tell my friends this all the time is that I just don't dream. So after we did that ceremony, Isabel, I've been dreaming like crazy and it has been the best feeling ever. I just am so excited to be able to dream again. You have no idea. You unlock yourself. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things I want to tell the audience is the importance of being open to the ceremony. If you're not open, then you shouldn't even come. You have to be open to healing yourself and this and energy. If you're not open to that idea, then it's not going to work. It's kind of like giving tithes and offering at church. Don't give if your heart is not in it. Same kind of concept. If your heart is not in it, you're not going to get out of it what you expect because you're not open to it. So you have to be open to it. And the other thing that we did was, and I thought this piece was so beautiful. You told me, okay, Anya, it's a, it's a seven day process. Three days before the ceremony, you had me bathe or you had me boil tobacco that was from your shamans in Colombia. That was, it was blessed tobacco, mint, basil, mm-hmm. and cardamom, cloves. cloves. That's what it is. Cloves. Mm-hmm. Thank you. One of the things you said was what that does is it helps to, those specific herbs help cleanse you, help kind of get rid of the bad energy on your body. So you boil it, Mm -hmm. let it cool off, and then you get in the shower and then I would take a bath or a shower and then I would take a cup and then douse myself with everything that was in it. And I did that for three nights straight. And then you said sleep in white or naked, either Mm -hmm. one. And then on the fourth day is when I came to you and we did the ceremony And then after the ceremony, the three days after that, you said, okay, now that we've done the ceremony, you're going to bathe in everything sweet and lovely and beautiful. And you said red rose petals, yellow rose petals, lemongrass, and honey. And I boiled that. And you also gave me a chumbe. Is it called a chumbe? Chumbe. Chumbe. Mm -hmm. So three days after the ceremony, then I bathed in everything sweet, everything goodness. And it was lovely. It was divine. And I just felt it just, it smells so good and it felt so good. And then I wear this belt for a month. It is in like, I would call it like an indigenous woven belt. If, if I were to describe it for my listeners Mm -hmm. and I wear it for a month and that helps to heal my uterus area. My, it helps with the period, with the pain of cramps and PMSing and all that stuff. And I am telling you, I feel such a huge difference. It was, the experience was wonderful. I laid down, you cleansed the whole 
it wasn't just the room you cleansed. You made sure to cleanse the bathroom area. You had a bedroom connected to it. You cleansed that area. You cleansed your office. You cleansed the area where I lay down. You made sure to cleanse all of that. And then what you did was I lay down and I just received it. And after you were done, you told me two things specifically that I'd never told you had happened to me. And you said, I saw it leave with the smoke. And I had never told you this at all. And I was like, oh my gosh, how did she know that? And you said, I saw it. I saw it leave with the smoke. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And at that point, I don't think I told you. On my way to your house, I saw angel number. I looked down on my speedometer. It said four nines, four nines. And that is typically nines and four nines just means, you know, there's an ending coming. And so I knew that I was coming into an ending something that wasn't healthy for me and starting a new beginning with the new fresh, sweet essence of the rose petals and the honey. And it's not sticky. You don't put that much honey in it, but Mm -hmm. it was just beautiful and divine. And then two days later, my son is like, Amanda, mommy didn't yell. (laughs) So before, before I came to your ceremony, you said, Anya, you have to remove your IUD. And my IUD is my birth control. And you said, remove that because it is stifling you. And I cannot do the ceremony unless you remove that so that you can receive all of the stuff that's coming. So it's it was such a great experience. And I've already noticed a huge difference in my emotional levels. Like I'm more balanced. I'm not going crazy. I'm more controlled. And I, who knew all these hormones from my IUD was causing me to act a little cuckoo, (laughs) you know, and it's true. They, there is studies that have shown that too much hormones in anybody's body is just unhealthy. So really this is just me getting back to nature, getting back to myself, getting back my cycle on the lunar cycles, which I, you know, I also do full moon and new moon ceremonies. And those are just things that heal me. It is just been, I can't thank you enough. It has just been a, the best experience that I've ever had. And because of you, because you were able to heal that piece of me, it, which by the way, we're only talking about the sacral chakra here. She heals all the chakras and there's <laughs> ceremonies for all of these things. It's not just one. So if you are blocked in a different chakra, maybe your third eye or whatever the case may be, then it's not just one thing that she does. She takes her practice seriously, <laughs> but you you take, I love the way that you do your practice. It is just the most divine experience I have ever experienced. And I took it in wholeheartedly. And you even questioned, you were like, are you okay? And I was like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) I feel great. It was just such a great feeling. So, and I've just noticed these things and these little tiny things that I had no idea. And I also can feel the abundance coming back. My mindset around abundance is different. My mindset around relationships are different. I just feel these small differences in myself that I, I didn't realize I was going to feel. And it feels great. It feels really, really good. (laughs) Yes. I am glad that you let yourself go to the experience, that you allow yourself to experience something because I know it's new, Uh, you know, people are very used to these kind of practices because of course they are not from here, but you know, I have people, women calling me and say, you know, my creativity is like, oh my God, I, I don't know that this can change so much. Mm-hmm. But I also, it's in combined with everything because, you know, like the thing is, I always tell 
people that I'm just the instrument of, of the universe mm-hmm. to do this job. The other part is you. It's between you mm-hmm. and the universe. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. in the middle. That's right. So when you open yourself to this and you, and I see it, you know, people change their eyes are lighter and and they can smile free and this is what I love my yeah. job too. And this is like I I love the, to do my job. This payoff because sometimes we have so many things that do not allow us to be free. And the idea is to be free, to yes. be free, and to be free is to be ourselves in mm. the whole meaning of the word. Yes, yes. With, with no pretensions, with no other intentions, but uh, to be ourselves. And, and whoever told us that our period wasn't a good thing and it was disgusting and it was painful and everything, you know, if, if you allow yourself to do something else, you will say how this thing changed, how the power of women can come back in this way, and then we can create a new earth. This is what we oh. here for, create the new earth all together, yes, all yes. together, and, and be part of the change. Sometimes when I talk to my friends and they say, you never think about, you know, going back to work, and I work in New York City for 25 years and in a hospital. I say, no, I don't change my life or what I see because I can see the change of people. I can see men and women thinking different, uh, go for different things, empower themselves and believe in themselves. This is what we're here for, empower themselves and share this because I have something that make you feel better. Why not? Why not to share And and do it? It's because you see it in yourself too. And that's what people don't realize is that I see the goodness in you because I see the goodness in me. And I wait for the world and I, I'm glad we're us women, we're at the forefront of it, you know, now, you know, the shift that's happening. And, you know, I see that we're starting to be more balanced in our workplaces. We're still getting there. We're getting there a little bit, but it's a beautiful thing to watch and just accept just being who you are and accept that femininity, that, that whole energetic pool and balance that you have is going to heal not only yourself, but the people around you, and it's going to allow for better communication, you know, because of your vulnerability. And I see it. It's just. And this is the important thing when I think about my practice and what I do and what I have learned is because it helps me. I cannot go and do something that I haven't experienced. And this is what is the beauty of this. I, I cure my gastritis. We only do it for the medicine that we use that is based on a tobacco plants. My migraines and sinus went away with no medicine anymore. And when I see myself and my attitude and I am happier and I, I live in gratitude and I live in, you know, in a place of, you know, like just feel comfortable being here. This is what it is. Being comfortable in, and understand that we all are together in this. We are not have separation, you know, like when you go to nature, just hug a tree, take off your shoes, breathe, and feel alive. This is a practice that anyone can do, and it will change your mindset, and it will change a lot of things in your life. And then when you change yourself as a woman, because, you know, we are the people may have the tendency to think that we are complaining a lot, that we are all this, that we are, when they see a change, they change too. Because it's working and they say if it's working for them, it's going to work for me. Because this is how we live with this. We live from the example, not not from the theory. We need to be the example. And I am so happy that women in the North are experienced practicing from the South. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's wonderful. One of the things that you also told me and what triggered me to say this is that um, you were saying that, you know, we're not just talking about emotionally and mentally healing. When you heal yourself emotionally and mentally, it automatically transcends into the physical. So you, your physical ailments, like my type one diabetes, one of the things that I remember you saying, and that, what was it like a discussion that we had when I first met you, you said that diabetes was caused by loneliness. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? I don't think I'm lonely, but I had to sit with that. I had to sit with that and realize, wow, maybe I am a little lonely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it is true that you have to heal that kind of stuff so that your body can heal itself. But so it's out of the fight or flight mode and it gets back into your parasympathetic system. It, it heals itself. And from you coming from a, a background and being in the hospital for 25 years, you know what medicine does, but you also know <laughs> what healing does and healing mm -hmm. is the medicine. That's the beautiful part that I love about you is that you've had all this background, that this has built you to who you are today, that you knew all this stuff and all, all the, you dealt with the doctors and the nurses and everybody else and the patients. And you saw that the only real true healing is you healing yourself. Exactly. And you know, like when you go to the doctor, the doctor suppress your symptoms. This is what they, the, the medicine mm -hmm. do suppress because the doctor, like a shaman, we always ask, like, what happened to you when you start to get in your sickness? What does your life go through? Do you have any loss? Do you have any trauma? Do you have this? Because this is what it triggers the sickness. Yes. But the doctor never asks you that. The doctor just, your pain, I give you something for the pain, but the pain have to come from somebody, from somewhere. Which you, you did. You did that with me. You asked yeah. those questions with yes. me. Yes. Yeah. You need to know what happened. Like, what happened at the moment that you will you get this diagnosis have to, or before it have to be a trauma and I noticed this when I was in the hospital that when I used to read the history for the people like uh, oh uh, let's see a tumor before the tumor they have a loss even personal loss or material loss they can cope with this and then something appears in the body this is what we treat. We treat the base of the sickness, not the sickness. This, the, when you realize oh, I love why you get your sickness for, the sickness goes away. It, yeah. it, it's cured. It's cured. And I don't want people to think it, you know, because I, I know you have to go to the doctor. I know you have your checkups and everything. But uh, if everybody sit down and they think, you know how many times we are not happy in our job and we may, we have headaches. We got problems in our stomach Side. because we oh. cannot even digest our own job. Yes. We go every day and we are every day bloated yes. and we every day. Yep. And this is change your job. Do something that you love. Yes. And because when you do something that you love, you don't work anymore. Change this. So, you know, it's these things that we don't want to do. We don't want to feel vulnerable. We are afraid. We don't want to do the, to take this step. But there's definitely something we need to know for heal. This is how we heal ourselves. Yeah. I was going through a lot during that time when you had mentioned that loneliness and I didn't think about it because what I've actually done is I've dove, I dove, I've gone straight into my business and, you know, I didn't want to deal with anything. I just wanted to work on my business and deal with my kids, but I was going through a difficult time in a relationship. And when your body gets 
to a low place like that, it is so susceptible to disease, mm-hmm. which is why you have to bring it back up. You have to go outside in nature. You have to, you know, you can't stay stuck doing something, even if it's something you love. Sometimes you, it can get too much. Yeah. But when when life just hits you hard and you get to a low place, and you might you might stay at home because you just broke up with a boyfriend and you don't want to be out with anybody. Mm-hmm. But if you stay in that place too long, it could manifest itself into some ugly stuff. So you have to bring yourself back out of it. You have to pull yourself back out of it, which led me to you. So thank you for helping to heal me and getting to the root cause of my pain. (gasps) It is. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. No, I thank you. And it's so good to see that things are getting open like this and people, the moment now to listen in and to take advantage of all these things that are happening now, because it's different practice and different things that people do. They happen to me that I am from South America and the knowledge and, and the message that I bring is from down there, but uh, everything, um, we're going through beautiful times and, and, and this is going to change us from now on and forever. <laughs> yes. Okay. So first of all, you are here locally in Richmond. So for anybody who's not in Richmond, where can they find you? Or do you have a social media site that they can follow? Yes, I am in Facebook. With my complete name, Isabel Cristina Bolivar. I also have a page that uh, the name is www.isabolivar.com. And I think that's it. This is the only two things that I have. Hi, citizens. I hope that episode was helpful and got you excited. If you enjoyed the content, please do me a favor and leave a review and rate this podcast so it can help me grow. Also, for more free tools to help you along your journey, go check out my Linktree website on my Instagram page at Anya Hildreth Life Coaching. And check out the website at www.anyahildreth.com. Stay tuned for the next episode.